The Chicago Bulls have made one of the most egregious mistakes that you can make in building a team. And we're going to talk about why on today's episode. We're also going to ask, is AK really trying to recruit Nikola Miritich? No. And then we're going to talk about the advice also that Brandon Roy gave Delonzo Ball. All that plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. But I want to talk about what, like, when, when you hear Bulls fans talk about uh, the mistakes recently that have happened on the team, the trade for Nikola, uh, for Nikola Vucevic, right, and how, like, you know, Vooch, the trade, they, they, you know, some will say the Bulls got fleeced and the Bulls got this, the Bulls got that. And while that trade absolutely was a trade that they lost, I still have said and contend that they didn't get completely fleeced, but they did lose the trade at looking at what they were trying to accomplish, the long-term effects, all of that, right? But the Bulls front office made one of the more egregious mistakes that you can make in basketball, in sports, in building a team. And that is over committing to a team that ain't proved shit. Excuse my French on that. That is really what the, the, has been the issue with this overall team and really at AK and Eversley and them trying to come in and make their put their stamp on the team to get the team back into playoff contention, right? To get back to winning and do trying to do so by by jump starting that that process and trading your young players for Nikola Vucevic. Um, and that's really the biggest thing. The Bulls overcommitted to a team that didn't simply prove a goddamn thing, right? When you look at the, yes, the trade for Nikola Vucevic, we understood why they made it at the time, ended up not working out. You bring in Lonzo, you bring in Caruso, you bring in DeMar DeRozan, and that team goes on firing on all cylinders, right? But then you have to re-sign Zach Levine. That makes sense. I'm not uh, one of the anti-maxers when it comes to Zach. Zach got paid. It is what it is. You're always going to pay him that. But the, the, really, they overcommitted to this team. They overcommitted to a core that hadn't won a damn thing, right? You look at the Bulls. Yes, they started off the season on fire. They were the number one team in the East for however many weeks they were. But then they won eight out of the last 33 games. They won one playoff game, right? They came in the next season and was a struggle. And while you went 14 and nine after you acquired Pat Bev, ultimately it ain't mean nothing. The Bulls have overcommitted to a core that has is not going to win them anything. Now, there are things that have played into that. The Lonzo Ball injury has def definitely hurt them drastically and just in the way that they were trying to build this team. Do I think that we would be a better team with Lonzo? Yes. Do I think we still probably would have won a first-round playoff series? No. You guys know. I've, I've told you guys, even back when the Bulls are in the middle of their nine-game winning streak, I was the one sitting there saying, hey, yeah, um, it's cool that we're winning, but do you see this? Th these issues with this basketball team, this winning isn't going to keep on going on if they, when they start playing the really tough teams. And so th it was always a flawed roster construction, but then you double down on it by overcommitting, not being willing to move off some of these players, and not really supporting. Now, some of that became the whole, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that when it came to Lonzo Ball, the AK thought that Lonzo was going to be able to make his return at some point last season. It didn't happen. That absolutely hurts the Bulls as well in a case like that. But overall, this front office overcommitted to a core that hadn't proved a damn thing, right? And we can sit, we continue to see that overcommitment um, and just the hesitation to move off one of them, the hesitation to really, you know, change anything. And while I understand continuity does help 
some team. But continuity in a team that actually is won and proven. And now that we know Lonzo Ball coming back is slim but none, and especially not coming back as the player that he once was, it's time to stop the overcommitted. It's time to stop, it's time to stop being overcommittal to this. And that includes you Bulls fans. That includes the Bulls fans that anytime they hear DeMar DeRozan's name being brought up in trade rumors, they get triggered and talk about, oh, but DeMar was the king of the fourth. Yeah, he was the king of the fourth in a team that we added a bunch of of great players to this team, of solid players to this team. But the moment Lonzo Ball went down and Zach Levine was hobbled, he led us to eight wins out of 33 games, right? So, and, and no one player. We don't have the generational talent that's going to overcome that. And DeMar damn sure isn't that. And while I'm not putting all the issues on DeMar, because Billy Donovan couldn't coach his way out of a goddamn brown paper bag, you still have to evaluate it honestly. And that overcommittal also applies to the coaching staff. You gave extensions to a coaching staff that hadn't proved anything, that hasn't developed anybody, that hasn't really won any tough games, that every time, except last year we won some games against teams that are better than us, but we have not performed on the big stage in the way that a team or a coaching staff should be committed to, in my opinion. And so we keep doubling down on our mistakes, and if we really want to come out of this with better long-term success opportunities, we got to change. We have to make changes. Is a full rebuild necessary? No, that's not what I'm saying. But moving off a couple of these pieces is not a full rebuild. But all right, enough of me on my high horse on that one. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. And I also want to thank you guys. Let me let me take. I wanted to do this at the top of the show. I got, I got so into the intro I didn't do it. Thank you guys for supporting me and keep uh you know subscribing, keep following the channel even during the offseason. The Bulls have not played a game in five or six weeks. We're a month and a half removed from the last time the Bulls played a game, and the numbers of the, the growth is still crazy. The numbers of the podcast and the, the video uh, views on the videos on YouTube have still been bananas, and I appreciate you guys' support through an offseason that, you know, the Bulls don't have any draft picks. We, we don't shape up to be a big spender in free agency, and, you know, I don't do the clickbaity videos here, so to see you guys still supporting at the level that you do, I just want to acknowledge you guys for that. Thank you so much for still supporting the channel. But I have to, because a couple of you guys asked about this in the comment section, and that is, is Arturis Karnasova potentially recruiting Nikola Miritich, um, or Nico Miritich, because um, of, of him being out there in Europe and seeing a, a Miritich game? And here's what I'll say. No, we're not, we're not recruiting Miritich. Arturis Karnasova loves European basketball. He's over there every year. Not to say that he may not be taking some notes on some players that, you know, may come up at some point. Um, but, no, he's not recorded. <laughs> We're not getting Nikola Miritich back. It's not happened. Um, when, when you look at the fact that Miritich is 32 years old, he's living very well overseas, being one of the best players over in that league. He's tried the NBA experiment. It didn't work out for him. Uh, he's averaging 14 points, 4.7 rebounds, and 1.3 assists on 48% shooting overall from the field, playing pretty solidly. But Miritich is not coming back to the NBA, guys. It's not happening. Even if he was, it's not going to be the Chicago Bulls. I know that we have a completely new front office. I know that we have completely new coaches. I know a lot of things have changed here. But Miritich ain't coming back to the Chicago Bulls. I just don't see it. Um, I don't think that he cares to. And I think he's, he's relishing in being a star over in Europe. And why come back to the States in a, in a, a place in a league that really kind of didn't treat you well when it's all said and done. So I don't think Meridian didn't play too well either all consistently, but he's not coming back. It's not happening, y'all. It's not happening. All right. Now, Brandon Roy had some advice for Lonzo Ball 
And this one, I, I don't know how to feel about this, but, you know, number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. So we got to talk about all the Bulls news. And, and Brandon Roy said this to Lonzo Ball. Ball has to be realistic with himself and what he's going to be able to do. It might not be at the level of an all-star guard, but there are some things he can adjust to his game and he can still help a team. And then Brandon Roy went on to admit this. He said that he turned down quite a few offers to come back and play because he, his biggest fear was not being able to perform at an all-star level. He said this, as hard as it may seem, continue to try to be patient and don't feel rushed. As a young kid, he has a lifetime ahead to think about what he wants to do next or, or move on. Be selfish and try to get yourself back to playing basketball. Now, while that is motivating, and I understand it, um, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, Brandon Roy tried to make that comeback with the Minnesota Timberwolves. If I'm not mistaken there, he played a handful of games, but never really made an impact again. Um, and here's the thing. I've always said that I hope that Lonzo Ball can be the first to come back from this injury. I just don't think it's going to be in the, in the Chicago Bulls uniform. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, somebody who, a very similar path, unfortunately, in Brandon Roy, a promising guard who, you know, had all the talent in the world, but his body just could not hold up. You know, I'm glad that he's given that, that, that advice to Lonzo. But here's what I'll say with that. You still got to also realize and be honest with yourself. Um, and as I said before, I, Lonzo is going to attempt to come back, and I think he should, right? But the surgery that Lonzo had is always more about quality of life than it is about returning to sports. Um, but if he can come back, shout out to him, and I hope that he can. I hope that he can make history and be the first NBA player to come back from that type of surgery. I just think if it is, it's not going to be in the Chicago Bulls uniform, unfortunately. But, hey, I could be wrong. I've been wrong on things before. And if I am, shout out to Lonzo and his camp. But, all right, since it's summertime, we got tons of voicemails. You guys are going off. I still got YouTube comments. We got text messages. We're going to be diving into the mailbag all throughout the week this week. So if you're getting in voicemails, if you're getting in texts, if I have not gotten to them yet, I promise you I will get to them over the course of the week. We're going to have a mini mailbag probably every day this week with just how much you guys have been sounding off in the mailbag, and I appreciate you guys and the support there. This first voicemail for today, this one's from Big O. What's going on, hey, it's your boy Big O, man. Uh, I had to call back. You know, I've listened to so many people's podcasts. Uh, I just want to say that uh, the alternative, uh, if the Bulls do decide to bring the big three back, let's just say those three, oops, oops they keep the bean in the road. Uh, they're going to have to put their money where their mouth is. They're going to have to choose. If they're going to choose the big three, they need to choose them all the way. Because what we know is when they had a chance to make this team better, at least according to the rumors, Jeremy Grant, uh, the Pistons was willing to trade Jeremy Grant to the Bulls. They had to have Patrick Pacers. They refused to move Patrick. Uh, when the Pacers was willing to move Sabonis, or at that time, Turner, if we knew it was one of them, it ended up being Sabonis. Um, a lot of the fans wanted Sabonis. The Pacers said, hey, we want, you know, from the rumors, they wanted Patrick Williams. So at least from those two occasions, I'm pretty sure there was other ways they could have uh, helped their big three out, quote, unquote, by putting more seasoned, better players around it. So now we have what we have today. So what I'm saying is if they're going to choose them again, and this goes on to ownership as well, the whole the Bulls as an organization is going to have to pay luxury tax to add more talent and to get a point guard. AK may have to move a Patrick Williams. May, whether it's a good thing or not, but we know he's probably the most valuable piece that's going to get you a more ready now player to put with your big three. So these, you know. 
know, those are just a few of the moves that, you know, AK and Mark Ashley, uh and ownership, they're going to have to put their money where their mouth is. They're going to, if, if, if everybody, and, and Billy Donovan as well, but what we know, Billy Donovan came in because he wanted to win it. He left OKC because he didn't want to reach it. So, and y'all talking, y'all saying all this, but you're not putting your money, you're not putting the money there. You know what I mean? It costs to be the ball. You know what I mean? Everybody, every so well, we know everybody want to win, but every ain't nobody making a big decision to push to push this thing over the top. You're gonna have to choose. You're gonna have to choose. I would love to see Patrick Williams develop, but if it's a seasoned guy that's available, you know what I mean? You, you if, 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 if it's if it's Williams, you might have to give up. That maybe the move you have to make. All right, so Big O, uh, if the Bulls bring back the big three, they have to make a move. Here's what I'll say. Uh, And you talked about a lot of the rumors, right? The Jeremy Grant interest is never really there, right? That was a rumor that, yeah, we knew Jeremy Grant was available, but that was a rumor that was kind of drummed up by Bulls fans and Bulls article writers that were trying to get something going there. The the Jeremy Grant interest, I never believed in that, never seemed like like an actual interest. They were never going to move off P-Will. Now, the Sabonis one, I don't know if that was – I don't know how much – I never really got a good feel on that one. Um, now, I will say this. A front court of Sabonis and Nikola Vucevic would be terrible, downright terrible. So, um, I think when you look at that one, if they were ever going to acquire uh, Sabonis, they probably would have tried to move Vooch in that, and I don't think they were going to move Vooch a, a less than a year after getting him at that point. But I just – I don't see them working together very well. Again, could be wrong on that one. Now, you said something about the Bulls not going into the – or going into the luxury tax. Let me tell you something here, Big O. As a lifelong Bulls fan, let me tell you here, let me let me crush those dreams right now. The Bulls are not going into the luxury tax. So we can say all day that they must go into, they must do this, they must do that. It's not happening. It's not happening. And so I think there's a common mistake that the Bulls, people try to paint the Bulls as cheap. The Bulls spend over the salary cap every single year. There has not been a year that we've been underneath the salary cap or right at the salary cap. We spend over that every year. The Bulls spend money. They're just not willing to go into the luxury tax. And that has hamstrung us in certain situations. For example, this offseason coming up is going to be an offseason that we're going to be negatively impacted just by the nature of not even being able to go into the luxury tax briefly, right? And the reason why I say that is we could file the disabled player exception that doesn't remove Lonzo Ball's contract. Lonzo Ball doesn't have to be a willing participant in that. We could do that. But that $10.1 million that we would get back in that exception would be over the cap, over the luxury tax money that we would have to spend. And so that would be, an, we, we at that point would have a 11.2, I think it is, I think it's closer to $12 million, mid-level exception, and a $10.1 million um, disabled player exception. That's $21 million at least that we could spend in free agency that the Bulls just aren't going to be able to do because ownership does not allow us to go into the luxury tax. Now, when you say something about moving P-Will, the Bulls aren't, this front office is not moving P-Will anytime soon. They've seen younger players that they traded and that some of the other previous front office traded away that ended up blossoming. And I do think that AK looks at that. And even when you go back and look at AK's history um, as a GM in Denver, he doesn't really come off a young talent before they get an opportunity to blossom. 21 years old is not that full opportunity yet. I don't see it. Patrick Williams is going to get his second contract in Chicago, and that's perfectly fine. But he has to develop. You have to be willing at some point by the age of 23, 24, to probably move off of it at that point. But, you know, we'll end up seeing. At the end of the day, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. Kind of the first segment was along that, those lines, that 
we we brought in this big three and we didn't necessarily support it in the right way, right? We had a roster that we knew the issues with those three players, especially defensively. And he, while we brought in Caruso, and I'm sure they thought Patrick Williams was going to make a better defensive leap than what he has now, we haven't really supported that with the subsequent moves that are needed or a coach that is, is using the players in the proper way either. And so, yeah, it's been a fail. We overcommitted to a core in a way that we still didn't even build the build the, the proper roster to kind of fill out and go after. So not spending money, all those things definitely impact the Bulls, but here's what I'll say. This, this version of this team, I highly doubt that they're going to make moves to try to make this core any more championship team. We talked about it. The next time we can make a big move is in the 2028 free agency. No, 2025 free agency. That's way too far off. 2025 free agency um, where we're slated to have about, we could have about 80 million or more uh, in, sa- in salary cap space. But until then, I just don't see much happening. Don't see much happening. But all right, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, next voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, guys? This is Shay. You know, I've been hearing a lot of people in here, and I even heard P.K.S. say this on the Winter City Breeze, wondering on if we made a mistake on trading Jimmy Butler. And you've already talked about this, but I want to open some people's eyes here for a second. It's not just about the player that has to be good, but you have to look at it. What culture Jimmy Butler is in. He's in a Miami Heat culture with a guy named Pat Riley and Eric Foster, who has won three championships, I think. And they stuck by that same culture for the last 20-something years, and it's been working. That's like saying that, oh, oh, Tim Duncan is just a great player. Or Now, I'm not comparing Tim Duncan to Jimmy Butler or any of that, but for the most part, sometimes it's just the system that you're in. When you're in the winning system, it pays a big difference. Pays a big difference compared to when you're just playing on a rebuilding team and you're a good player. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. All right. A common topic that's going around Bulls Nation right now, did the Bulls make a mistake on trading Jimmy Butler? Here's what I'll say with that. Yes and no, right? The front office at that time was Gar Foreman and, and John Paxton didn't know how to build a team. They didn't know how to build around Jimmy Butler. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing, to be quite frank. And I'm sorry, I've been trying to limit uh, the four-letter F-bomb here at the Chicago Bulls Center. You still get some shits and some dams. Um, But they really just did not know what they were doing. And so because of that, if you did not know how to support that player, keep in mind, almost the year prior, they almost traded Jimmy Butler for Chris Dunn straight up, which would have been even more idiotic in hindsight. But they gave it one try, and they, they, they formed the... I forgot what the, the the name of that team was with with, with uh, Dwayne Wade, Ronda. What was it? The 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 three alphas. That's what it was. The three alpha season. It didn't work, and then they pivoted back to what their original probably plan was. That was to trade Jimmy Butler. You know, getting back Nick, uh, uh, Laurie Marketing. You got back Zach Levine, and you and you got Chris Dunn. Really, when you look back at it, had you not eventually gone Jim Boylan and been able to keep Laurie Marketing and him developing here, him and Zach would have been a nice package back. Again, you're still missing leadership. But this team did not, that, at that time, that team did not know how to build around Jimmy. And that is the biggest problem in that. Do I think Arturis would have been different with that? Yes. I think Arturis Karnasova would have loved Jim, to have a player like Jimmy Butler as kind of that first building block to build a team around. So if we had this current front office, I don't think that Jimmy would have been moved. But here's what I'll say with that as well. Move, we have not had a leader here in this building other than Pat Bev brief, briefly since Jimmy Butler left. But Jimmy Butler even talked about how the culture of the Chicago Bulls at that time 
made him a different player. He was not the leader that he is now, right? He was boisterous still, but he wasn't the leader that he is now, kind of because of the culture of the Bulls at that time just plainly sucked ass. And so, you know, it's it's the woulda, coulda, shoulda. You guys know I don't like really doing that. I don't stay in that place very often of, you know, woulda, coulda, did this, woulda, did that, woulda, did that. That's not really how I attack uh, looking at this team in sports. But, I mean, listen, it was a mistake, and it wasn't a mistake at the same time. Because had they kept on to Jimmy Butler, I think the Bulls would have always been enough of that playoff team that I don't know if John Paxson, Gar Foreman would have been gone. We may still have them here. And that, that would have been an even bigger mistake, in my in my opinion. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. Uh, let's go ahead and play that one now. Yo, Hayes, what's good? This shop is the crown holder. I'm a media guy, radio guy uh, from Chicago. Salute my radio Chicago. So 1063 on the shit club. But listen, man, uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Salute to what you guys got going on. I got, like, three guys I want to toss in the rotation right here or just toss in the conversation to see what you think, you know what I'm saying, you and your, your sports expertise. Okay, so when you think about us potentially, you know, picking up uh, Brooke Lopez, I hear he's supposed to be a free agent coming up this year from the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks, the Bucks are probably looking to blow up things over there in the near future, uh, seeing, you know, with the injuries. And, uh, you know, just with everything going on with the team over there. So, Book Lopez is one of the guys I want to throw in for a free agency uh, situation. Also, when it comes to point guards, okay, uh, we don't see the Bulls now in a big-time point guard. Do you think possibly we could uh, survive the season, you know, going out there, bringing Derrick Rose back and possibly retaining Pat Bev and, and maybe those two guys anchoring the point guard position? for the year, for the season, for the Bulls, you know, just wishful thinking. And last but not least, uh, Harrison Barnes. I, I think he's a solid enough guy to bring in, uh, solid enough defense, solid enough on the offensive side to bring in and possibly fill in at that fourth spot. Listen, I'm sick, I'm sick of six, seven guys uh, uh, trying to fill the power forward void. I would love a 6'10 monster that's going to be a rim protector and rebound. But it's just saying, you know, we're in this new era of basketball. I think Harrison Barnes would be a uh, realistic, you know, guy to fill the void there. So what do you think? Again, Brook Lopez um, bringing back Derrick Rose and Pat Bev to, you know, anchor the point guard spot, and then Harrison Barnes to fill the floor. Just some of my thoughts, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Salute to you. All right, a couple of free agent targets. So you bring up Brooke Lopez, who I know you said that you don't know if the Bucks are going to retain, but I have an inkling that the, the Bucks will retain Brooke Lopez just because of what he means. Now, again, if they are looking to blow it up, they could let him uh, move on. But I say this, if Vooch does walk and you replace him with Brooke Lopez, even though Brooke, I think, is an older player than, than Vooch, depending on the money, I'm not mad at it, right? I think that, that Brooke brings more rim protection. He probably brings about the same level of scoring as a third option. Not as good of a rebounder, I don't think, but still a very solid rebounder as that. Um, so if Vooch walks for nothing, you can do a lot worse than Brooke Lopez. Now, you talk about Derrick Rose. Here's my thing. I know Bulls fans every year, every offseason, we talk about the potential of Derrick Rose coming back to the Chicago Bulls. And here's my problem. I mean, here's my issue with that. I don't know if Derrick Rose is, is, is a starting level point guard at this point, And that's fine, right? And maybe we don't. Maybe we look at Kobe, and you said also, and Pat Bev. Pat Bev ain't coming back for the money that he wants. He's not coming back here. Um, I'm not. I'm not fully against. It depends on the money again. If they do buy out Derrick Rose, or not buy out, I think it's not pick up his option. And Derrick Rose is willing to come here for the vet minimum. Cool, bring in Derrick Rose. But I'm not spending heavy money on Derrick Rose at this point. Not at a position that we need. 
That's just my opinion. I know not every Bulls fan shares that opinion, and that's absolutely fine. But that's where I sit with Derrick Rose at this point. I've said, it, I've said it this before. I'm over vanity signings. And not to say that Derrick Rose can't help somewhat, but I, I don't think he's that player that people are still – I don't even think he's, he's not even 80% of what he was in Minnesota anymore. And that's fine. He's older. That makes sense. I'm glad that he's still in the league. I'm glad that he's still able to contribute at some. And I think he would bring leadership and probably some mentorship to the younger players on this team as well. But I don't know if relying on Derrick Rose to come in and really help this team go into that next level – I don't know if that's the move. Now, your last one that you brought up, I love the addition of Harrison Barnes to this team. And while, yes, he's a very similar player to Patrick Williams, one thing is, though, Harrison Barnes knows how to pick his spots. Harrison Barnes isn't going to be as passive with shooting. Harrison Barnes is going to take those corner threes decisively. Harrison Barnes is also going to communicate with the team. Harrison Barnes coming into this team, I think, would be a good mentorship for Patrick Williams as well. But I also think he can help fill kind of that fad young type role that he filled for the Bulls. I would love Harrison Barnes. And I also think Harrison Barnes is at the level of free agent that the Bulls could realistically go after on the, on the market this year. So I love that. I love that. The two, I, the Brooke Lopez and Harrison Barnes, I love both of those guys. Um, it just depends on the money that they're willing to come here for. And Harrison Barnes, considering that the Kings, what they were able to do this season with wins, they may be looking to bring back Harrison Barnes as well. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's for Mike. Who? Mike Jones. That's, this one's for Mike Jones. Hey, what's up, Hayes? Uh, it's Mike Jones. Um, I appreciate the show, man. I appreciate the pod. You're doing great work, especially during this offseason. Um, now, I know that, like I said, during, during the offseason content is, is key and everything like that, but I just feel as Bulls fans, man, we got to chill with this rebuild talk. And I, I kind of want you to address, like, your thoughts on this. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I don't feel like the Bulls can afford another rebuild. I think, like I said, the coming from the Garpax era, um, known for being one of the cheaper teams in the league and not really willing to spend any type of money, we can't afford a rebuild, bro. Like, <laughs> like you know, if, if we do have that $80 million that, 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 that you said coming in the next few years, the free agency, and that's when we're going to take a swing, at, at a big free agent, you know, we have to, first and foremost, show we can handle what we got. You know, the the, the, the guard the guard, the guard packs era built up a lot of bad uh, uh, rapport with superstars in the league after, after, after the thing that happened with Jimmy. And so, like, to me, honestly, I just feel like the, the, the Bulls don't have the luxury of being able to say, oh, we're just going to go full rebuild again, rebuild again. I mean, and, you know, if if we do, I, I'm not so sure that we can, you know, rebuild into what will be a championship team. And you're looking at another 10 years. And Zach's not going to want to stay for that, bro. Like I said, I mean, he's he just not. And honestly, you know, I think trading off another superstar or a, a guy that's considered a superstar, a match player in the league, like you can't afford to keep doing that. You know, like that's not the way. So, I mean, honestly, to me, when I look at this Bulls team, we're in between a rock and a hard place, is, is, as my mama would say. Like, it's a rock and a hard place, dog. Like, we, we just, you know, we, we got to get better, but we got to get creative to get better. And, like I said, a rebuild just ain't it, man. Let me know what you think. Thanks for Bulls fans with rebuild talk. Listen, the Bulls aren't rebuilding. That just is what it is. We're not rebuilding. And, you know, we could talk all day about the Bulls being cheap and whatnot, and they're not cheap, right? Well, they are as far as not going to the luxury tax. But they spend money in, in building the team. They spend money in building the team. But here's the thing. Another rebuild, while it can make it less expensive, it's not coming. And I think we need to be clear here. There's a difference between a retool and a rebuild. 
rebuild doesn't necessarily mean always have to mean you you you're bottoming out. It doesn't mean that you're tanking, right? You can rebuild on the fly and not necessarily tank and reshape your roster, right? There's a there's a rebuilding to me is like you're changing the outlook, the 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 makeup of your team, but you may still keep some of the pieces that are groundwork. A retooling is you're keeping pretty much the same framework, but changing some of the pieces in between that. A tanking is meaning that you're selling everybody off and you're trying to bottom out and be the worst team possible to up your 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 draft stock. So Zach Levine could stay with the rebuild if that rebuild is around him and you're just changing everything else on the team. I, I would say Zach's already been part of a rebuild, right? With you look at him and Kobe being the only remnants left of that of prior to Archer is coming here. But I don't know if a, a full rebuild is coming. A retooling is definitely coming, whether it be this season or next season. But a, a tanking, that definitely ain't coming. I'll tell you right now, this team with this leadership, they are not tanking at all. It's not coming. If you're hopeful of that, you got your head in the sky and it's not coming. But that's it. That's my time for today. Let me know what you guys think on any of those topics um, today down below if you're on the YouTube side. If you're on the podcast side, I'll tell you how to get your thoughts and, and everything in. And as if this is my new thing. If you're a, a YouTube watcher, just go over to, to Apple Podcasts. Go over to Spotify. Hit the, hit the subscribe button there. Leave a, leave a five-star review there. It helps uh, us gain more notice as well. And because you can't leave reviews on YouTube anyway, just go over to the Apple Podcasts. Leave a review there. If you're on the podcast side, just go over to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button if you have a YouTube account. Helps grow the channel there as well. But that's it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.